0: It's a it's a it's a funny thing because it's a segment that I often do on my show where I give I hypothetically give you the show. So to have someone on the show who has a podcast where he makes the guest the host of the podcast just seems really uh, on brand. Taylor Polson. His name is Taylor Polson.
1: And uh, I'm the host now. Am, the I, host now. am I the host of your show? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's very uh, spiritually connected with me now because I have been waiting to be a host since I started my own podcast. Well, you know, <laughs> you,
0: we'll give you the opportunity. I'll give you the opportunity to uh to just if if this was your show, how would you start it out and what kind of questions would you ask? What kind oh, of stuff know, has I, you my curious?
1: Intro. What's that? <laughs> I could do my actual intro.
0: This is, yes, yes no, this, no, no, at, this is your chance to get okay. your intro. Okay. Uh, <laughs> get, get, get your shit in, brother.
1: What kind of questions would I ask? Um, well, actually, the first thing I ask everybody who comes on my show is um, if they have anything they would like to talk about, because they're the host, and it really catches people off guard, because they are not ready. When I prep them for the show, and I say, hey, be ready, they're never ready. <laughs> so sometimes well, an yeah. awkward silence between the two people, and it's that's what it is.
0: What, what I find it funny is uh, there's, a good, there's a good majority of people that I interact with on a daily basis who've never listened to any podcasts, don't know anything about podcasts, uh, and have never been guests on podcasts. So I imagine a good amount of the people that I'm talking to on the podcast haven't been on tons of podcasts. Now I now I, now I'm here with you, and I know you've been on tons of podcasts. And a lot of the times, I'll ask people who I know have been on lots of podcasts, "What's something that you've never been asked on a podcast that you've always wanted to answer?"
1: Hmm. Um, well, I'll get you here. Is I haven't been on a lot of podcasts, but I've hosted oh, a lot yeah, of podcasts. But- your own, but you but you
0: didn't you you're gifting the other person the ability to be the host.
1: Yeah. Have, they, and, have
0: you not been asked a question that you've wanted to be asked?
1: That, and, and no, I haven't, because actually a lot of people don't take the opportunity to actually ask me questions. They think that, I don't know if they're just nervous to ask questions or what, but yeah, they don't ask me a lot of questions. Like uh, sometimes I have to plug my own hobbies. They don't even ask me what I'm interested in. It hurts a little bit. <laughs> maybe that would be the one. It would be what what most enlightens you in what you do. That's probably what I would ask.
0: Yeah, dude. Uh, what what kind of stuff feeds your spirit? What what What's your I.K. game? What, keep, what gets you up in the morning?
1: Well, here's what I'd say. What gets me up in the morning is the ability to experience something new, which sounds so cliche. But that's because I have so many hobbies. And I think that's because I try to start a new hobby every single day. I swear it feels like it. <laughs> so that definitely well, gets me well, moving.
0: Well, finding a new hobby every day seems like it's a hobby. So it's a double hobby there.
1: That's, that's my only hobby actually is just finding stuff to do, <laughs> but no, definitely, definitely like getting outside. That's what my, that's what brings, that's what wakes me up in the day. I want to go do some activities outside, whether it's walking, uh, walking, riding bike or hiking
0: stamp collecting,
1: stamp collecting, I,
0: not, not you know collecting the stamps, just thinking about how one day I'll start a stamp collection. <laughs>
1: Just thinking about it.
0: <laughs> just, just considering, just considering that it may or may not be best for me to have my own stamps.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually do have weird thoughts like that a lot. Like the other day, I was thinking I should start making my own candles. I never did it. Just thought about it. <laughs> it's amazing how that stuff works.
0: <laughs> it made me think of uh, of Zoolander when he's like, "Sting's a real hero of mine." The music that he makes, I don't listen to it. But like the fact that he makes it, I respect that. <laughs> exactly. I really, res- I really respect that.
1: That's me. Anytime I see anybody doing literally anything, I'm like, I respect that you're doing whatever that is. <laughs> what
0: is what is like the most? What is the most respectable thing? Like what what like your your biggest role models? Your biggest like. Uh, <clears throat> Like archetypes for like who you like want to structure the type of life you want to have, what are the things what are the the common traits inside of those types of people
1: it's a that's a strange question because my biggest inspirations in life are a lot of the artists I listen to since I'm a musician, and yet I look at how they live, and I don't think I would actually want to live like that, but I would definitely like to acquire the talent that they have because they are some talented people. So it's hard to, to top up talent with uh, that lifestyle. So <laughs> fair enough. So, <laughs> what what
0: what kind of musician are you? What what kind of do you do? You play instruments? Do you uh, do you mix music? What what do you do in the music industry?
1: So I play music poorly but i am a metal vocalist so i do vocals
0: oh, oh so I,
1: I go and i stand in front of a crowd and i go <clears throat> to a bunch of people so, so, yeah. <laughs> I, so
0: sometimes i'll sometimes i'll do a joke like that on stage where i'll say uh, who who wants to see my best grown up my best, my best impression of a grown up i go oh yeah okay Ugh.
1: <laughs> perfect
0: yeah that is <laughs> I look up and I groan, you see, that's the, the word play on that for for the
1: listeners. (laughs) You know what they say about metal is that, uh, it's just a reason for adults to throw tantrums. So, I mean,
0: well, well, uh, well, the thing is like, that's what the the, the funny, the funny part is, is like when, when kids are kids, they can go out outside and they can scream their heads off and they can go nuts. They go on roller coasters. They can scream their heads off. But like adults, adults don't really get a chance to do that very often. So like, you're mm-hmm. probably doing something m- most people should already be doing, like people yeah. should be getting yeah. that aggression
1: out. More than likely, I mean, w- and when I was a teenager, I felt like I had aggression to get out for other reasons. So it fit in perfect when I was a teenager too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, what was what was the aggression caused by?
1: Uh, you know, things that I don't talk about publicly, but you know, being an angsty teenager. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I mean that'll happen. We- Oh, yeah, uh, (laughs) I'm I'm full of angsty teenager uh, leftovers that I got (laughs) uh, that 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 stuff swirling around back there where the bun is now.
1: Oh, yeah. I I don't have a bun right now, but occasionally I do. (laughs) 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 But yeah, so I mean, and a lot of my lyrics, because not only am I a vocalist, I'm also uh, I'm a published author, but I also publish my lyrics as poetry. So, and a lot of that stuff is extremely dark and a lot of that is basically I take what what I really think, like what's happening in my life, and then I dramatize it and then I add a little fantasy to it and that becomes my lyrics and or poetry. Hmm. A lot of dark stuff though. <laughs> well,
0: well, it's like loosely based. Loosely based around like you characterize something ca- or caricaturize uh, certain things and like accentuate, accentuate the ugh of it
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: and, and sort of uh, make it into its own art, which is, which is beauty.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. when I, when I release, when I release a, a book like that and somebody reads it and then they go, I've had this question so many times from people who know me and they're like, are you all right, Taylor? Like are you doing okay? And I'm like, You should have asked me that while I was writing the song <laughs> Well,
0: I think I think they wanna think, All right, I'm I'm just early enough. He's still alive. I'm gonna ask him <laughs> I'm gonna ask him so I can be the one who said I asked him if he was all right.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's that's what I do in the music industry anyways. And that's a long form answer to that. <laughs>
0: um did the, the pandemic accentuate that more? Did it lift that up when
1: being stuck at home? So here's what happened. Well, let's be honest. I didn't follow the rules very much in the pandemic. So I was mm-hmm. out with a lot of people at like the house bars. But um, yeah, so it accentuated how much I was writing. But my band actually broke up right before the pandemic. So I was not performing or recording any music. So it actually... At the same time i have a higher creativity because i'm writing about more stuff but i have no way to express that musically i mean i scream in my car but that's not the same as performing music
0: <laughs> do you scream at your car along to music or do you scream in your car as a road rager
1: no i scream in my car to practice vocals <laughs> yeah.
0: You just go in there like,
1: use your turn signal! Yeah. Oh! So, Move out of the way! That's what I do. <laughs> 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 but I, I swear I get the weirdest looks from people when I'm doing it. Like if I'm at a stoplight and I look to my right and somebody sees me, like scream my lungs out. And like, I also have tinted windows, so they probably just see like weird motion more than likely. <laughs>
0: We roll the window down and scream out the window at them. Boogies. Like, Flick <laughs> the boogies at you, buddy.
1: Uh, I have done that. I, I did that to a bicyclist one time. I think I almost scared him off his bike. So I never done that again after that. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I can imagine a, a bicyclist on a podcast talking about how some metalhead <laughs> screamed out the window at him. Yeah, I don't forget about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh what uh kind of music do you um enjoy?
0: Oh man, what I, what I grew up listening to uh was mostly like um like alternative rap rap, reddle, rap metal punk pop punk shit, oh, you okay. know. Um so I, I would say, like, steady, steady cycle of Lincoln Park and uh, Incubus. and Okay. Well, I've, yep. I've still listened, still. I still listen all the time to Incubus and Lincoln Park, I have to say. Admittedly, still very much listen to a lot. But uh, I would say I listen to a lot of Breaking Benjamin. um That's, like, the, the most metal. It's not even very metal. Yeah. But- <laughs>
1: Big Benjamin doesn't have a single bad song. I will say that.
0: No. (laughs) And uh, I like the used. Oh, yeah. I like them a lot. That's a
1: cry to right there.
0: That's (laughs) music. That's some emotional music. Say uh, a lot of a lot of the stuff is stuff that like you could hear it after a breakup and be like, this is about me right here. This applies to how I feel. (laughs) Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, so much so. Yeah,
0: I just listened to breakup music a a lot as a kid, but like now I listen to more like stuff with positive vibes to it and more like planet conscious music.
1: Planet conscious, what does that mean as far as music?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it's like kind of folky, folky, like um, spiritual stuff. I I guess you'd say like stuff about like. like, Like, forgiving who you were and stop holding on to old shit and move forward and be better. That kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I've been listening to some of that, too. So, you know, metal is my favorite genre, but I listen to just about everything you could think of. So my playlist will go from NF to Linkin Park to Infinite Annihilator to the Lumineers to, you know, So my playlist is all sorts all over the place.
0: Is it NF? Is that the 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 house with walls or something? That song.
1: <laughs> I think he has a song called that. Yeah, he's what? a rapper. Yeah, he raps, I uh, he's a Christian rapper actually. Specifically, that's not why I like him, but that's <laughs> one of the things about him.
0: You know, you know, that's a characteristic of certain musicians. Like, you sometimes it'll change your opinion of them, but it's like you don't know if it really does a good thing or a bad thing. It's not. I I used to like Skillet a lot. Like mm-hmm. when Whispers in the Dark came out, I was like, oh, this is cool as hell. And then like, I found out they were like a Christian band. And I was like, all oh, right, I don't really like them as much anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, it can do that. But it I feel like in the metal scene, Christian music has been like a staple. Because there's bands like August Burns, Red, and Fit for a King, which who probably mean nothing to you. But they're both really solid bands, even to this day. And I've heard of them. Yeah, and if you listen to them, you don't assume they're Christian. And then when you find out they are Christian, oh, I mean, if you go to an August Burns Red concert, like I have several times, it's a little bit annoying because it's like in the middle of each song, there's a little bit of a preachiness going on, but but then when what? the preaching's done, then we can all throw each other around like we like to do.
0: <laughs> I I remember uh, going to a Pod concert back in the day with my friends, oh, really? <laughs> and and then being like, well, this is really preachy, and I'm like. It's just listen to the music and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, just enjoy the music and shut up.
1: Their name yeah. was just preachy in itself. But I mean, mm-hmm. I guess most people just see it as P.O.D. So they don't really put that in. No, Well,
0: it, you know, they, they had they had their finger on the pulse of the podcast movement way before it ever started.
1: Yeah. Um, with what? With the. Because
0: uh... that's the name of their band. Pod. P.O.D. Pod.
1: Oh, yeah. Pod. Oh, I got your joke. I almost did not get your joke. <laughs> <laughs> I almost went right over my head.
0: Well sometimes the,
1: sometimes that'll happen. You threw me off because the lead vocalist of Silverstein has a podcast and I thought that's what you were talking about, but that would be a different band. So
0: <laughs> No, I don't think POD has a podcast, but they're missing out. Yeah, they, mean, should have a podcast. If they should they should POD cast like it writes itself. That's just what it is. Yeah. Like, hey, let's just let's just uh let's just witness with some folks, talk about the Lord and such.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's what Silverstein, his podcast, like it's all. I mean, he's a because Silverstein's Christian, right? Yeah, pretty sure. Um, and he has, he just has lead singers on. He doesn't care if they're religious or not. <laughs> so <laughs> I think,
0: I think it's like, I have a, a couple of musicians that I really like who like have their own podcasts and, I was like, "Oh, I betcha! I'd really like this podcast." And they listen to it, and it's like, "Um, it's like so like that one time you like did it and like it right and like and it's just like yeah, there's do, just yeah. nothing there's just nothing like quality conversation going on with these musicians. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure they're having quality conversations, but I think kind of what you were saying to me earlier uh, before before we started going. It's just like this, this fear of walking into a canceled web, you know what I mean? Walking into, yep. I think, I think that, 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 like people who have any kind of, uh, public, public, um, perception or public, uh, pers- like persona, they don't want to like say a thing. That's an unpopular thing that might, uh, come up on Twitter in 10 years. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, and especially since a lot of those um, those people, I mean, if they have a podcast, they're probably in a decently well known band. So, like, if something goes wrong on their podcast and they do get canceled, like, they're forfeiting their career for something they were doing for fun, essentially. So, yeah, you can see why they would be worried. You know?
0: <laughs> very, 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 very scared. Excels.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a very popular metal band. I mean, I mentioned them earlier, Infinite Annihilator. It's infant annihilator. A lot of people don't hear that part when... <laughs> it. Um, yeah, and their music is, is disgusting. It's like... It's it's deliberately written to be obnoxious and out there, and so... You're supposed just, to not... Just, you're supposed to like the music but not like the lyrics, you know? That's the whole a, idea. A sh-
0: a shit posting of their yeah. lyrics. Yeah, their and lyrics are all shit posts.
1: I would like to see somebody try to cancel the lead vocalist of that band, because he has to write these lyrics and their lyrics are awful i'm not going to say any of them right now but if you just go google any infant annihilator song it's terrible but it's all like it it's all like over dramatized like they're kind of like making comments about the church and the priests and i'm sure you can see where that's going so Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) Uh, what
0: what a good segue to what my next question was going to be
1: oh wow okay what was that uh
0: the the spiritual structure like what kind of household did you grow up in did you have like both your parents did you have like brothers and sisters did they stay together did you go to church how did that that sort of uh house and church and the steeple and open the doors and the people <laughs> stuff go for you
1: uh, yeah well my family is a huge web um because my dad and my biological mom got divorced when i was young you know my dad got remarried so there's all this um And then, as far as religion goes, like my stepmom was super religious. In fact, she tried to push religion on all of us kids. Like I grew up with my brothers and my sister for a little while. Like I said, it's a big web, but uh, we're not going to go over all of it. Um, So, yeah, we had my stepmom was religious and tried to push it on all of us. But my dad, he's not religious at all. You know, he I think he tried to find something to believe in in religion, but he couldn't do it for himself. And then my biological mother. She's completely non-religious. She's spiritual, though. So she's all in touch with her spiritual side, but she doesn't want to follow any organized religion. So I had all three of those influences from my parent aspect coming into me, and I'm like, I don't know what to believe in myself. I'm getting religion pushed on me here, and I'm getting atheism pushed on me here, and I'm getting spirituality pushed on me here. What do I believe in myself? And it's really hard when you're at a young age to actually come up with what you believe in (laughs) when you're getting all that. (laughs) So I got... Two
0: kind of things that are a little bit, a little bit related. Uh, so the entertainment business, being in entertainment, having your voice on a microphone, having your face on a camera, normally there's a, there's a look at me hole that, that needs to be filled by doing that. What would you say that that damage is? What would you say your damage is that, that, uh, that continues to have you try to fill this this look at me hole.
1: Um I think not having a lot of supervision when I was a child, I was uh essentially able to do whatever I wanted because I had no supervision, but then got in trouble if I did do something that I wanted when they found out I did it. But uh so I think maybe that. I think I'm just constantly seeking attention think that's actually probably what it is and then when i was screaming i remember vividly when i started getting interested in making weird noises with my mouth for a band um mm-hmm. my stepmom hated it she forbid me from doing it if she heard me even trying to practice i was in trouble and i think oh. that that only pushed me to do it more so i guess yeah, you, I kind you, of you can't
0: think. draw lines like that for, yeah. for people like yeah. anybody and not just your kids not you know what i mean not just the people who like you have authority over, you can't do that to anybody and expect them right. to receive it. Like I've always said, like if you, if, if you draw a line in the sand and say, you got to be on this side with me or, or on that side, I'll be on the side of the person who didn't draw the line in the sand. It's that's the principle of it. Yeah. I, I've I've been say I've been saying this joke on stage and uh, I, I I might stop doing it because it it sometimes gets a good reaction and sometimes not so much. I say I'm gonna throw you this frisbee. You're going to catch it or we're not friends anymore. It's a new game I'm I've come up with called ultimatum frisbee. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. That's all right. <laughs> that's <not> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you could yeah. workshop to be a little bit
0: I, yeah, get yeah it into I, the right I, joke you know I put it in the right format I suppose yeah yeah you know, make it work. <laughs> like, <laughs> what what's funny is like it's it's like it always kind of really depends on the kind of people who I'm performing for so it's a it's that same that read the room sort of thing where it's like okay well these people are these people are. These people are already laughing at people doing jokes that are this way. So if I do jokes that are that way, it might, be, uh, it might not be as good for the room as maybe I'm creating the narrative in my head before I've ever even showed up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can be kind of bad, though, huh?
0: Well, I think what's tough, what's tough is, and I think, I think it's always going to exist no matter where I am or whatever I'm doing. It's just like people have made up their mind about what they want to think and how they want to react to anything I do the second they see me or the second they hear me speak or the second they like it's it's just instinct. Everybody's going to do it. You know, they're I just got to make sure I'm giving them something different than what they expected or if they, you know, if the the way I look at it, like if I'm I'm on a wrestling show, right, I always look at the card that says like what other matches there are. And I'll look at the matches that are before me. And if there's matches after me, I'll see what they are and I'll find out uh, what I can do to stand out and be different than these matches or those matches. Say like, okay, they're going to get something like this. They're going to get something like this. I'm going to give them something different that isn't like that or like this, but it will scratch those itches that they need scratched. Okay. Yeah. Me being a, uh, a maniacal manipulator. I got to I got to <laughs> rub my hands together like a villain and twist my mustache. Should I do the same? If you can if you can get a little villain twirl in. Yeah.
1: There we go. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I guess uh when it comes to entertainment or anything and uh, you probably know more than I do, but I feel like just doing what you do, you know, like don't ever look at what anybody else is doing and try to cater it towards, I should do something different or I should do something the same, literally just do whatever you want to do. So that way it comes off organically and generic or not, not generic organically.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you do the cheapest version of whatever it is you're going to do. Just, just take whatever you were going to do, cheapen it down by a few notches. Well, yeah, then and... you can
1: make profits, you know? <laughs> <laughs> And everybody knows the entertainment business is only about money, nothing else. Right. So <laughs> It's
0: for 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 most people, for most people who are in it, uh I'm going to speak from experience. Um It's a pay to play business. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's very pay to play being in in the entertainment business. It's very much like All right. Well, the dues are never paid in full and you got you got to keep on kind of kind of shaking through this this portion of it to get to the next level like the 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 sh- the rockets shedding off the side doesn't happen for a very
1: long time mm-hmm. yeah i think that's part of the reason that i sell my <laughs> lyrics is poetry because i just know that metal music doesn't make any money. And I'm never going to make a dime in that especially making what I want to make. So might as well monetize it somewhere else.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So so first impressions, first impressions off of off of getting getting to know this guy, this Corey Castle guy uh, questions that pop into your head ideas, perceptions that you might already have, what's your thoughts?
1: Um, ideas and perceptions I already have. Yeah, that's... Um, uh, that's a weird thing to ask somebody. Well, <laughs> you do. I mean... From- <laughs> I, I, I'm,
0: I'm stealing your gimmick, bro. Mm-hmm,
1: mm mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Which is genius, by the way. I love it. <laughs> um, it's like I've been I,
0: stealing it all these years and I didn't even know, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, it's it's just that you're you're gonna be way more familiar with it than everybody else who gets to hear me steal your oh, well. gimmick
1: but here's here's the thing is that <laughs> first of all, my perceptions of you is you're uh, you're goofy and you're funny and charismatic um but to go back to what you're saying about stealing my gimmick, you almost are, but you're not <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> you're asking too many questions okay <laughs> if you want to steal my gimmick, it goes like uh you know, I ask like a half a question, but I leave it open ended, and then I get that person talking. And then when they say something, then I just say something that relates to me about it. And then they just keep talking, and they don't even realize it. I think that's the beauty of the of that playing, podcast. But.
0: Playing tricks on your
1: guests. Hey, yeah. come be
0: a guest on my show, so I can, so that I can, kind of kind of control the narrative to mm. make you look like you're a selfish butthole.
1: Oh no 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 no! We look make we make everybody look exciting and entertaining on our podcast. Oh yeah
0: yeah, <laughs> even the selfish buttholes.
1: Yeah, even them. They have some type of uh, story or interest that would that oh, would come e- out in a good way. Every,
0: everybody's everybody's voice and everybody's story has value, in my opinion as well. Because it's like, dude, nobody knows what it's like to be you. No one's lived your life. No one's walked in your shoes and knows what it's like to have been the type of person who's done this or seen that or ex- had this kind of thing happen to me or survived this kind of thing and uh, i i i always say like no matter if somebody's right or wrong or whatever they just, people just want to be heard people want space held for them and uh want to want to feel heard and seen and 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 feel like they're worthy of love yeah taylor you are worthy of love my sir
1: oh wow thank you i feel so special now (laughs) um yeah and i mean it's not to say that i just want to agree with everything everybody says that's not what i'm saying either but i do want to hear i actually like to hear people i disagree with is that i'm like hey i can actually tactfully have this conversation and potentially change your mind on that topic
0: what's the biggest disagreement that you've had on your show since you've started it what do you how many episodes are you in
1: now at this point <sighs> shit I don't even know <laughs> you like, like in the 30s or 40s or something I think we just yeah we just uploaded episode 40 I believe okay, okay. yeah yeah the uh, technically it's 41 we talk about it quite often it's like the hidden episode um mm-hmm. because we recorded an episode but I messed up It was the first episode ever and i messed up my mic so it was picking up nothing that i was saying only the other person and so yeah so i deleted that one but oh i didn't delete it i still have it but it's like maybe one day i'll release some weird edit of it would
0: you just be like and then just keep pausing it and be like at this point i asked them this and then 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 play the clip of what (laughs) they said and right here and right here is when i just asked them so it's 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 void of being any kind of conversation it's more like a it's like a just commentary on a conversation that's one-sided.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the biggest disagreement I've had... I, I mean, I guess the biggest disagreement I had ended up with me changing my mind. Mm, which is weird cool. to me, but... Wow. And it was about... Which we don't talk about politics on my podcast almost ever. But we ended up talking about... it. We just touched on the political issue of the wage gap between men and women. And I ended up being proven wrong kind of i mean we didn't really stick on the topic and nobody was trying to prove anything to anybody else but in the end i think i changed my mind a little bit on what i I changed my mind about the information i had and i went and searched some more information so i think that might be it actually i just have a cat sorry
0: so did you so did you think that uh did you did you did you have some some chauvinistic ways that got they got you. I'm
1: kidding. You don't mean to- <laughs> you're, you're like hey,
0: these these broads come out here. They want more money.
1: Uh, like, exactly what my thought was, and I was like, why aren't you just in the most, kitchen?
0: <laughs> most trolly, most, most like posty things to say?
1: No, no, definitely not. But I definitely you could call it that if you want. But I just had I just had. <laughs> some information i didn't have all the information that i needed to actually make the opinion i had on it so that was all
0: i had i had a i'm not gonna say who the guest was but i had a conversation once where that same kind of stuff came up about the wage gap and i and it wasn't an argument It it wasn't a disagreement uh it was just that the guest had said a bunch of stuff about like being mad about about the wage gap and and it was i think it was right like mid mid pandemic mid lockdown or something and then and then uh she messaged me and was like can we I, can we just uh I, I was gonna ask you to cut that part out but can we just do the whole thing all over again <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so we just did the whole episode all over again it's absolutely not a problem
1: yeah i don't have a specific rule to not talk about talk about politics but I do try to avoid them just because I don't. I people get that on every other podcast. Like, I don't want to get hung up too much on them. You know, I I want to hear about actual human things, which I know politics technically human, but it's like mm-hmm. some of us make our whole personality politics. It's ridiculous. Well, <laughs> it's,
0: it's um, I just started thinking about an Eminem song from from like the first album, the the Slim Shady LP. The song was like, "I don't know why this world keeps turning round and round." Do you know this song?
1: Uh, probably not. I don't, know. I don't listen to but, any of them. <laughs> but,
0: but, but it, it's like what the the politics thing. It is just this world keeps turning round and round. It's like there's gonna be there's gonna be there's gonna be fights about politics while there's people. There has been fights about politics since the start and there will be fights about politics and division and a ridiculous amount of division that should not exist. I, I mean, there's, there's people who didn't talk to their, to their kids because they voted for Abraham Lincoln. Like it's, it, it's, the same, the same stuff just repeats it's, repeats itself over and over and over again. And it's not worth us not having a genuine connection over some people control some shit that we're never going to have any even like iota of control over and the 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 clickbait the clickbait like I'd say it's outrage click it's outrage bait it's like oh here's here's what the media wants you to know so that you can feel this way about that so that you'll click more stuff and you'll see our ads yep it's uh it's not it's not worth us losing our friendships or it's it's not worth us not not just losing our friendships and the people we love it's not worth us closing ourselves off to finding new people who we can be friends with
1: right yeah i totally agree with you on everything you just said there so especially about there being too much division they got to mm-hmm. fucking stop with that game no <laughs> did, game. no, Divi- no. <laughs> <laughs> long division <laughs> yeah <laughs> We need that common core, whatever it is.
0: <laughs> we, we need to break it into fractions. We need to figure it all out. We got to show our work.
1: So, uh, so Corey, let me flip it on you. Do it. It's my podcast now.
0: Do it. Do, do it.
1: What are, what are some of your hobbies that you don't make money from?
0: I, I don't make money from most of my hobbies.
1: Well, there we go. So what's your uh, so, favorite one? So,
0: so my favorite one is maybe this. Okay. my My favorite one is uh, having this show. Uh, I I host a I host a, another show with my girlfriend. We do, we're doing episodes like every couple weeks. We'll put out a new episode. It's it's called Shamecast, where uh, we play voicemail from uh, listeners. We set up a voicemail for people to call in and leave us messages, anonymous messages, and they ask us advice or anything and we'll just kind of talk about it on the show and it's uh an acronym for self-help and managing emotions shame and oh, uh cool that's a that's a fun one i've been doing i'd say uh, uh i'm wrestling i mean i don't i mean it's not that it'll get paid but i'm not like i'm not like swimming in it <laughs>
1: you know? right right yeah well i mean as soon as you're starting game as soon as you start getting paid for your hobbies, while they still could be a hobby you love, I think that still considers a professional career.
0: Oh, well, I mean, it's it's definitely not what pays my bills. It's not no, you no, know, it's, it's not. You make your
1: money. You're now a professional at whatever right, you're doing.
0: <laughs> I, I like to say that I, I like to say that being an independent professional wrestler is like being in a cover band, except for you don't get the respect from people. Like you people, know, oh, what a talented musician! About. What a talented musician you are. And then they go, oh, oh, fake wrestling. That doesn't hurt. Right. Oh yeah. Tell it to my jaw that I can't open all the way or my nose. That's been broken 13 times. Like uh, it's, it's, uh, it's just ignorant, ignorant. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah, I would say, I would say if I had advice to give to young people who want to get into wrestling, I would say, learn how to play guitar. You'll probably make more money.
1: Yeah. Um, I like how you insinuated, though, that cover bands get respect. I mean, they might get money, but I don't think they get respect. A lot of us hate cover bands out here. <laughs> not very often if I go into a cover band show and be like, that was great. <laughs> but, but
0: I'm saying the respect that they get from like the common public mm, of yeah. uh, being talented people. What we like, What I do is not considered a talent to somebody who wouldn't know you know people would just be like oh like oh it's all fake right Uh, like that's like the immediate question you get from anybody
1: well let me ask you this then do um it's is it is it the wwe now yeah do those uh top dogs in the wwe do they get recognized as having talent
0: oh i bet I okay. bet I bet I bet by the fans, by the fans of wrestling, but I'd say yeah. like the majority of people aren't wrestling fans at all. Like I would say like there's a huge amount of wrestling fans, but I don't think the majority of people are wrestling fans and they're they're just kinda like robbing themselves of something cool in their life. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I feel like a good chunk of that I was going to say is because a lot of people just think they just look at anybody who can play instruments and they're like, they're talented immediately. It's like one true, like you could do anything else. Like, like I said, I'm a published author. Uh, only the people who know me actually care about that and um, think I'm talented about it. But mm-hmm. if you can play an instrument, hell, I'm even a musician in a genre where I get told that my music is the least talented because all I'm doing is screaming. All I'm doing is screaming. Yep. <laughs> It's all you're doing. No, it's not like you have to do it properly so you don't hurt yourself and make it sound good. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I get where you're coming from for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what has your experience been like when it comes to loss? Like losing friends or family or loved ones?
1: Hmm. Well... I have a depressing, fun story. <laughs> um, like two, was it three years ago at this point? Um, my stepbrother, who I was extremely close with, like I've lived with him my whole life. He even moved in with me when I um, owned a home and I didn't live with my parents anymore and all that. And uh, he passed away. And when he did, I, it took me on this weird journey where I completely, I think I, I didn't completely change who I was as a person, but I changed a lot of the ways I was treating life and treating other people in life and so before that i had had family members die and i realized when i was coming to like this uh when i found myself i basically found my soul (laughs) I, i came to this realization that like i never gave a fuck about my family members dying before but then when the closest one to me died and i finally had to figure out who i was then i realized i should have cared about them more and i should have cared about it when they died but So it's a weird, weird realization to have when when you lose that one person that's super close to you.
0: Do you do you um, do you think that he is somewhere? Do you uh, believe that where do you think your stepbrother is now?
1: So I do not have any religious or spiritual beliefs, so Mm -hmm. I believe that, uh, well, his ashes are where we put him, so. In a very beautiful spot <laughs> so that is it i mean he's always like i don't know if that's i guess that's like in touch with spirituality because i feel like he's always going to be with me because i have memories of him which is what keep people which what i believe keeps people alive yeah I dude I, to remember him by so
0: <laughs> i i i think i uh, can relate and agree pretty hard with that because i i don't like i wouldn't say that i'm very religious and then I, I guess I can say I'm pretty spiritual, uh, but when it comes to life ending, I don't necessarily know what to think about that, you know? Cause like, I, I, you know, I've, I've lost some people and I don't feel like they're here. Like, I don't feel like, I don't feel their presence or anything, but like, when I think about, when I think about how much important things those people taught me. And I think about um, the lessons that I got from those people. I feel like that's them continuing to live on. Um, but, yeah. you know, I'm, <clears throat> I'm one of the, I'm one of those. Uh, I, 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 I gave myself this phrase, the spiritual nihilist. That's kind of me <laughs> where it's like, Oh yeah. Like, oh it's it's all great and fancy and fun and and free and stuff, but like it doesn't matter yeah, yeah ultimately ultimately the, the i'm a i'm a i'm gonna borrow this phrase that i i heard Aubrey Marcus say he's probably heard it from somewhere else, but he said we're all sand castles that the tide is coming for
1: okay huh yeah that's a that's a thought <laughs> um let me get this cat off me for real sake. Sorry
0: about that. Well, is the cat, does that cat has wings?
1: Uh, yeah, it's a bat cat.
0: So you weren't feeding it Red Bull?
1: No, I think that they retracted that from their marketing because somebody feed them. Oh, yeah? They yeah. don't do that
0: anymore?
1: No, no, I don't think so. I could be totally wrong on that. I could just be speaking on my ass right now. I don't even know. <laughs> but...
0: uh, it's maybe worth a Google.
1: Yeah, yeah. Somebody else can Google that though. Somebody else. Somebody <laughs> I'm else Google. To believe it's real.
0: <laughs> That's w- worth the Google. Somebody else do it.
1: Yeah. Um. Oh, totally threw us off track though with what we were talking about. Um. Oh yeah. I um. I kind of have a similar thought process that you do. Would you call yourself a spiritual nihilist or something? <laughs> Is that what you said? Is that the wording you used? I use? did. I did say that. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way because I'm like uh. Especially now, I don't know about before, but when I went on that little soul searching journey that I said I did, um, I got into backpacking and I got way more connected to the world and like my relatives and my close relationships. Um, and a piece of me is like, oh man, life is beautiful. And uh, this is gonna be way different than what you said, but I feel like I connected with you for some reason. Uh, life is beautiful, and I love these people now, and like I have a whole newfound respect for these people and I and the world, and I love everything it has to offer. And I love my life Then at the same time, I'm like, I could die right now. I don't care. (laughs) So I don't know. It's so strange.
0: (laughs) Did did you get a relationship with uh, any psychedelics?
1: Uh, Earlier on in my life, actually before uh, any of that stuff happened. So actually all of my soul searching happened with no drugs, no alcohol, nothing like that. So um, but before I did, actually, I tell it on my podcast uh, like a few times. I've told the story about how DMT helped me lose weight. So
0: how did how did you how did you consume it
1: um, for that time? I um, smoked it. Yeah, Is it
0: like because I, I know that like some people I know c- can get like uh, DMT vapes.
1: Yep, you could vape it. You can also there's an edible edible version all right so i've I've done it twice and i will probably never do it again in my life so
0: i mean it's like 15 minutes or something
1: yep lasts for 15 minutes roughly i don't think that's exactly timed but
0: (laughs) i i haven't experienced dmt itself but uh i'd say um ayahuasca it has DMT in it, and I, yeah, I've done that. I've pretty done
1: close, that same thing. A lot. What was your experience yeah. like on that?
0: Life changing, man. Uh, it's very, very humbling. It's very. Uh, I, I think, I think that my empathy, my empathy uh, meter has grown a ton since then, and uh, my ability to put myself in. In understanding stuff, like when I, when I see when I see the things I say, or I hear the things I say, I see them and I hear them from the other perspective. So I would hear things. I do. <laughs> this is this is the silliest example. <laughs> I had a. I, I had posted on Facebook like yesterday or the day before that like and it was. It, it just hit like the 20th anniversary of my first professional wrestling match as Corey Castle. Like that was it, just that just hit the anniversary of that, the 20 year anniversary a couple of days ago. And uh, somebody, somebody commented, I remember you back then. We worked together at this arcade. I remember you body slammed me. <laughs> and, and I, Read that wrong. I read you body shamed me. I don't know why I read it wrong, but I read that I had body shamed this person, and I was like, I responded right away, and I was like, I I wouldn't have even been friends with me back then. Like, like I <laughs> I, 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 I sucked. Like, if I if I if I were to look back, like we we recently re, we recently watched back, uh, like these old videos that were my grandmother's, my mom had them put digitally and we watched them at like Easter or something when the whole family was up. And, and I was like, I was watching the video and I felt like I was body shaming myself. Cause like the whole mm. time, like we were, it was like, we were at the, at the shore, like down the shore and I had my shirt off and I was like, uh. yeah, I was, like, I was being real. <laughs> I was being real. Mike, the situation pre <laughs> pre Mike, the situation. And we were down in the Jersey Shore. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I responded to the thing and he was like, Oh, yeah, it wasn't a big slam. And I was like, Oh, he said slam, not shame. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. It's just that, but for sure, like I, I felt like, I felt like when I was younger, dude, I used to throw around, I used to throw around fat all the time. I would, call people fat all the time like i would make fun of fat people like that was awful like i wouldn't want i wouldn't have been friends with me like i had a overweight sister and she would be like and and she said to me one day if you weren't my brother we wouldn't be friends and it stuck with me and it, it has continued to stick with me and 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 i'm like i'm not conscious enough of the type of stuff i'm saying the jokes that i'm making because these words have meaning um and you know sometimes sometimes you say something and and the second you say it, you never think about it again but the second somebody hears it they'll never stop thinking about it and and i have to i ha- had to become more conscious conscious of what i'm saying and the impact that it'll hold because for sure I want people to walk away from interactions with me and feel like they've gained something and have that not be a, a mistrust of me or, or a, uh, a suspicion that I'll hurt them.
1: Mm-hmm. Based off of what you just said, uh, don't go listen to the Halloween special. We just recorded because <laughs> there is a very bad joke about fat people at the end of that joke. So, <laughs> or at the end of that podcast. Um but I feel like a weird there's a weird part of me because I'm don't, I don't actually I mean I don't think most people intend harm when they make fun of somebody for something or like they say something just in general that could upset somebody else. Um but for me it's like uh I used to be extremely big. You know, and I lost all that weight and a part of me loves lo- loved losing that weight. I feel better now and I always try to help people the same but at the same time i still make jokes about those just about that just like i did when i was younger like i was i was big i was fat and i made those jokes about myself i still do to this day like (laughs) so i don't know i agree with what you're saying i don't i guess i don't follow the same practice though
0: i i kind of i would hope that like i look at people who have been my inspirations for a bunch of things. And I'd hope that somebody would stumble across me and what I do and what I say and what I've survived and what I live through and the type of family I come from, all these factors, they measure those all up and go, that's somebody to look up to. That's somebody to be inspired by. I, I think about that. And I think about like, and I think about the, the type of person I should have had in my life. Like a couple a couple of years ago, uh, this wrestler was on a podcast and he said something about about another woman in the wrestling business that was like, "Hey, I just wanted to go up and I, I'm I don't even want to say this. I just wanted to go up and rape her right there." That was like the the thing he said on the podcast. Like, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'll never look at that guy the same." Who? Were the type of individuals who were the type of men in his life that he was around that told him it was okay to talk like this about people who who like normalized that being okay to him? And I just went back into my own self and was like, you know, I just want to make sure I'm the type of person who who if. If a, a person like that was around me, and tried to make that type of joke, that well, I'd be like, "Doing? What are you doing? You know, like th- you don't talk about people like that. You don't uh, don't make those kind of jokes. That's gross." And you know, I'm, I'm uh, I would I would hope <laughs> I would hope that this version of me kind of makes up for the type <laughs> of version the version of me that I was. When I was younger and, you know, times were different and I, you know, used to get away with saying a lot of messed up stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you and you were just like you were just saying you hope that the new you makes up for some of that. Um, don't <laughs> I don't want you to take this the wrong way either. But don't you think that there could be a good um, combination of both of those people? Because obviously your character is based off of who you were, like what you went through makes who you are, you know, your entire life up to this point is why you are who you are. So wouldn't there be a, a good combination between, Oh yeah. There's a middle the, ground in that. People. Yeah. There people has people to be. Line. Yeah.
0: Because, because I'm going to, I'm, I'm also a comic. So I want to say what's funny, you mm-hmm. know, I, and, and sometimes what's funny isn't what's going to be the most, bubble wrapped thing. You know what I mean? The most mm-hmm. kid gloves thing. Sometimes I'll say stuff that'll make people go like, Oh, should he have made that joke? But mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm not, uh, it's it's not coming from a place of like, it's not coming from a place of like, I'm a mean bully. And here's me poking a stick at you. It's me going like, here's an observation with wordplay in it.
1: Gotcha. Yep. I, I agree with that. Totally. Well, one of my favorite comedians um i'm not gonna say he's my favorite but one of my favorite is uh doug stanhope so uh you know his jokes are (laughs) some of the most walking the line like you shouldn't be saying that types of jokes so but i think the way he does it is just so (laughs) so funny
0: (laughs) when i when i first started doing this podcast um I start, I'm in my fifth or sixth year at this point. I started in early 2017. and I uh, had sent out tons of emails. I, I found all the, all these people's contact information. i sent tons of emails out, and one of them went to Doug Stanhope. And I put my phone number in it and I explained like with the whole idea of what the podcast was. And it, he called me on New Year's Day. I had like a forty-five minute conversation with Doug Stanhope on New Year's Day.
1: That's like and my did- dream.
0: He was he was drunk as shit.
1: Of course, yep.
0: Of course, and he was like, "Yeah, bro, I'm probably not going to do your podcast, but I just thought it'd be it'd be cool to talk to you for a minute." And I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, that that means something. I, I'll take it."
1: <laughs> that's amazing. You could have recorded the forty-five minute conversation. <laughs>
0: Because at that point, um, I didn't have StreamYard, I didn't have uh, Skype or or Zoom or anything, none of that stuff. 2017. I mean, I did have that. I had it for a couple guests, but I guess I don't know. I, I it just didn't seem like an option. He was like, "Oh, I'll, I'll maybe hit me up next time I'm coming to Philly," but I don't know if that's going to be for a long time. Yeah, but he's like. I think he said something to me about coming to Bisbee. Like, where does he live? Uh,
1: uh, I have no idea. <laughs>
0: I, I forget. Where, Bisbee,
1: Arizona. I'm not that big of a fan.
0: <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be there anytime soon.
1: Um, but yeah, that's quite, that's crazy. I would love to just talk to him. It'd be a, <laughs> a wild conversation to have. <laughs> he. Cause he was, what uh, the thing was, um,
0: he was calling me to because I had the same name as some guy that he knew back in the seventies, and he said that the joke was he was asking me if I was related to this guy, and he was like, the, <laughs> he was like, I always think of this guy, I always think of this guy. Uh, when I think about, he said something like, the guy worked as intake clerk at an emergency room or something, and you know, like when you have to like ask all the questions and jot everything down. This, uh, he said, this prostitute came in, and he had to ask her all these questions. And he asked her something about having unprotected sex or something recently. <laughs> and the prostitute responded, I got a question for you, motherfucker. How about fuck you? <laughs> 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 and uh that's that was the reason he decided to call me. Just to tell me that story.
1: Perfect. <laughs> Th-
0: thanks, thanks for the, thanks for the, the heads up. Thanks for the call.
1: <laughs> so, um, so you, you are a comic, but yeah. So w- let me ask you this: When something like, and look at, it, I turned it into my podcast. I'm asking you questions now. <laughs> um, please,
0: please do, please do it.
1: When someone like let's say Ricky Gervais his last special comes out and there's a big controversy around it, how do you interact with that?
0: Uh, I take it for art I take it for comedy I can I can separate the why I'm consuming this and what it's what it's what it's um what it's packaged as if Ricky Gervais went to like a just for example, like let's say Ricky Gervais went to a TED Talk and he had all this stuff and none of it was funny and he just was like bashing trans people, I would have no I would have no interest in that at all. But it's a comedy special about jokes about comedy like done by an artist. Like if it, it's like there's context to it all. None of it comes from a, a gross, hateful place. But pe- sometimes some people are so it- so like ready to take things in such a hateful way. And, mm. and be offended. And that, that, that's sad. I mean, that's, I mean, <clears throat> the world is sad enough for these people who get offended all the time. To then just be on the lookout for stuff to make them sad is very sad to me yeah makes me me sad
1: see and i think it's i think it's crazy because i don't know if people forget that comedy is is a performance it's entertainment i don't know if people forget that because uh, for instance i have a girl on my facebook and um and she will put up like when the ricky gervais thing happened she put up you know we don't stand for Ricky Gervais and everything he's saying, you know, what, you know, it, it, the message that was going around around the time. But then it, if you know who she is as a person, she listens to the band I was talking about, Infant Annihilator. And they're saying way more egregious shit than he is. But because they're performing it in a musical sense, it's better. And that's what always gets me confused when I see stuff like that, like weird contradictions where you're kind of picking and choosing what platform people get to get canceled on. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, I think, I think, I think Bill Burr brought it up and he's like, he, he's like, you, you could see it in the movie. You could see Brad Pitt beat the shit out of this lady to death. Brad Pitt beat the shit out of this lady until she died from it. And that's (laughs) not something that upsets you as much as me telling jokes. Yeah. You're like, Oh, what a piece of art that is. This is a piece of art too. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why. It's weirdly... I think it's probably because comedians are talking. So then people think they're getting communicated to instead of actually just performed for. Well, it's Maybe a... That's it's a, it's a
0: uh, you know, it's a, it's a rhetorical conversation with no one... You know what I mean? It's like I'm yeah. just having a one-way conversation with a bunch of people who are sitting around listening. So I think the perception of it... Here's a spotlight on me. I'm important. I think th- th- that's what these people think. I think of myself. Hmm,
1: maybe, yeah.
0: Not not me specifically, but I'm just saying as yeah, yeah. a comedian.
1: You know, I wanted. I've always wanted to do uh, like open mic or something.
0: Is something stopping you?
1: Um. Well, I mean, partially the days that it's on, I'm always working. But in our area, <laughs> but that's not really the reason. I think that I don't. Even if I so, I have roughly fifteen minutes of material, which would actually go down to five minutes in real, in like realistically. And um, I feel like I need to just make it more tactful because my comedy is so biting. I think I'm just gonna get booed off stage probably. So, like, I am part of. I'm not okay. This is gonna sound weird. I'm bisexual, so I'm part of the LGBTQ community, but I'm not really part of the community because I don't really follow along with all that so but a lot of my jokes are about you know that about being gay because it's part of my personality not fully Uh gay but it's part of my personality and so i feel like i have like a some type of pass on making jokes about it because i'm a part of it but Uh but i don't know
0: (laughs) dude we, we fully relate on that level um what like I, I grew up in my, I was the only straight, the only straight person in my house growing up. Um, so I'm very, very sensitive and very like, I can easily be like, that guy's attractive. That, you know what I mean? Like, I, mm-hmm. I'm fully comfortable with my own sexuality to be able to say like, oh, I like that or I don't like that. or like uh, uh, So my friends for most of my life have said that I'm like 75% gay. like uh, anything anything that has to do with like a penis i don't want it near i don't want your penis on me i don't want i don't want your beard on me like but like i could say like a dude's hot sure like oh that's a nice body like i've been in the pro wrestling the pro wrestling business for 20 plus years at this point and i like we work on our bodies that's part of it like I've been in gyms and in locker rooms for years, and I'm still not comfortable with my own body. Like, if you know, when it comes to the, the, <clears throat> when it comes to those, those topics in, in, uh, comedy, we could, we could make something work, bro. I'll, I'll help you out. I'll, I'll for sure help you out with writing something. We can come up with something together.
1: Oh, yeah. I have a, I have a really, I'll do a bit right now. What's that? I got a really good bit. Um, <laughs> I say that with some real unsurety with it, Um, but I the way that the way I'm going to go into the middle, but the way that my, my jokes are written, I have a a joke about, um, about a really bad joke about a pedophile. And that would lead into this next part, which is pedophiles keep trying to be part of the LGBTQ community and they're calling themselves maps, but I suggest you take that map and drive yourself off a cliff.
0: What does Good. map stand for?
1: Minor attracted person. I should actually attracted. probably add that in there. I should probably yeah. add it in there because that would make the joke a lot clearer. Derp. <laughs>
0: I mean that 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 can change up a lot of things. Like I I didn't I didn't know that. So, uh at, having that be a part of your act can can kind of inform some folks.
1: Like yeah, yeah. The
0: the LGBTQ <laughs> and, and and like, there is sometimes a plus there, mm-hmm. LGBTQ plus, and that plus does not mean maps. Yeah, not no, you, maps. No. Not you, maps. You're not welcome. We're talking about inclusion, but not you.
1: Yeah, we go through all the letters of the alphabet until we get to M. We're gonna stop there. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my that's my little bit there about that.
0: Did you ever you ever hear the old joke? Uh, the spell i map and then say ness
1: oh yeah i probably heard that once or twice i only heard the I cup version of that
0: oh well now you've heard the i am penis
1: or <laughs>
0: i am i you am had, a penis
1: i was gonna leave it for the audience to figure out
0: <laughs> oh okay yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Journey, cut, cut so. that
0: Cut that part out
1: yeah 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 cut that <laughs> edit that
0: <laughs> oh god
1: but yeah so I fantasize sometimes about being a comedian I think that's what's funny is I hear a lot of comedians say how um, they want to be rock stars and then I hear rock stars saying they want to be comedians and what all I really hear is people who do have a talent in one thing want to have a talent in another thing well
0: <laughs> it's 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 Grass is always greener. I, I have a I have a bit that I've been doing, and I uh, I, I always say like I I'll, I'll use it as an open. I'm saying, can we all kind of agree that we're gonna like try to try to stop comparing ourselves to other people as much? Like if you see somebody and you're like, they got a really nice car, they got a hot girlfriend, they got a really nice house, that person must have everything figured out. It's like, but the way I look at it is like you know, birds. Birds, some of them, like some of them, still get hit by cars. They got the entire sky. Not everybody's got it all figured out.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I relate to that directly, actually. I was at one point a person who had a nice house, a nice car, a wife, you know, everything like that. But uh, I didn't have it all figured out and, you know, sold that house. We got divorced, you know, didn't have it all figured out. Think I got it figured out now, though. (laughs) yeah right when what
0: what what, uh what sort of what sort of what sort of frequency were you living in at that time like what was uh what was the falling apart what caused that Hmm.
1: it's a great thing to speculate on because nobody could really actually answer that question it wasn't like we were fighting or yelling at each other and you're talking about Megan divorce, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you're asking about, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we weren't fighting, we weren't arguing, we didn't even have particularly a bad relationship. I think that we were together since we were young. You know, uh, there was that. You know, uh, we had two family members die the whole time we were together, which can put a strain on things, and yeah, probably just that. And then I think that a part of me, uh, it's not that I wasn't happy because I've never been super unhappy in my life but i think there was a part of me that was like not fulfilled i was always chasing something more i guess and i don't feel like i i'm doing that anymore like of course i'm always looking for a new hobby to do but i'm not chasing to get i need to get up here i need to get this i need to get this i'm just i'm i'm more so now i just kind of am living whereas before i was chasing for something and once i had a really good life i was like what am i cha- what am i still chasing <laughs> you know so and I think that was, that was for both of us. So.
0: Well, it's, it, it's, it's, I, I'm kind of seeing it like when some, when people are together from a very young age and like, that's the, the, the only experience you have in a relationship, the only experience you have with, uh, with like complex emotions, it, 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 can it can, uh, it can feel like you're trapped or something. I, I can, I can relate to that. Like I, I, and this is probably me being a jerk again, but, <laughs> uh, I, I think back at like, um, and I'm very sorry for this. Uh, if you're listening to this, who the, the parties that I'm talking about, um, and I, I won't say the names, but, uh, a bunch of years ago a long long time ago i'm old so a long time ago when i was young uh one of my friends one of my really close female friends came up to me and told me that her her boyfriend wanted to propose to her or her her boyfriend had proposed to her and wanted to get married and i was like all right i mean like he's a great guy but uh were, were, you his first? And she was like, yeah. I'm like, but he wasn't yours. She was like, yeah. I was like, I couldn't imagine marrying the first person I was ever with. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't, I mean, especially having known that they like that they had been with a few other people before me. Like, I, but like that is only because of like, I had at that point experienced other things. And 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 seeing that like the first person I was with was with kind of sucked. Like how how are you gonna know that who you're with doesn't suck if you haven't been with anybody but that person? And uh, I I think I think after that she never talked to me again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you probably uh, did offend, but you're probably uh, spitting some truth too at the same time. So.
0: Well, I mean there they're they're still very happily married and i was i i was at the wedding so she i mean she didn't not talk to me ever again but like she didn't make an effort to talk to me ever again
1: yeah hey i have to apologize right now this whole time i had my condenser mic turned up and there was background noise oh oh that was what i was oh, hearing
0: oh yuck no, i didn't notice that <laughs> I didn't notice it
1: <laughs> well, well, listen, I think I'm too critical when I listen back to like my own podcast or other people's podcasts. Cause I like, if I hear any background noise, I'm like, stop it. <laughs> so the,
0: I'll, I'm just going to cut just a couple more things. And then, then I'll send you off into the sunset with a hot dog and a handshake. Uh, th- one, one big thing for me, um, with me starting this show, I would say the um, it was like right when I had first started the show, my my mother had just saved these these audio files onto a CD that were voicemails left to her from her her best friend and her mother who had passed. And she said to me, you know how? like when certain people die, you know, like when people die, you forget what their voice sounds like. That kind of thing. And I was like, huh. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it that way. But I I don't want that. You know what I mean? I, I would like for uh, when I'm gone, you go back and listen from uh, when I'm 33 to, you know, however old I am when I die. Because uh, I plan on doing this for the rest of my life. Um, so it, it's important to me to have things set on the record because this, this shit is kind of outliving us, you know this shit this shit's going to be around after we're gone. uh i want to say on the record uh this this has been awesome and uh i'm i'm really optimistic about what our friendship is going to grow into. uh this is our first conversation for anyone who doesn't know it. and i'm 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 really optimistic and i i i'm very grateful. i'm very very grateful that you were you were willing to spend the currency of your effort and your time on hanging out with me.
1: oh uh, yes, well thank you. I've enjoyed it too. So it's not like I actually spent any currency. This is just as good for me as it is for you. So, as well, far as uh, friendship and communication, I mean, yes. not plugging my podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, you you didn't you didn't plug it. You didn't plug it once. You said shame. I'm gonna be full of shameless plugs for my podcast.
1: It's been on the the screen the whole time. Yeah, yeah. and I've been asking you questions the whole time. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> So with
0: with that being said, I want to give you the opportunity at this point uh, to ask me anything or say anything to me in what is right now our longest conversation that we've ever had. The first longest conversation that we've ever had.
1: Uh, I already asked you a bunch of questions because I have a habit of doing that. Uh, So that's it. I actually do want to say something to you uh you and i hope you don't take offense to this you look like an older version of me i should have well, worn my trader's shirt because it looks the same too
0: well that's cool that's, isn't that's, that neat
1: that's wild <laughs> i've been thinking that this whole time <laughs> I look oh, that's the... the future <laughs> well
0: i'm you in the future how, how well, often do you get the opportunity to have a conversation, a full blown, deep ass conversation with the future version of you?
1: Yeah. And I got to say, I still look pretty good. So,
0: yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. One and two. I'm proud of you. Good for you.
1: Wow. Let's give ourselves a round of
0: applause. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the other segment that I like to do on every show as we start wrapping it up as uh, I'll, i I'm going to, uh, I'm, I call it audio time travel. Since we were talking about the future just now, I, I, I would like to say, uh, this audio 20 years from now in 2042 is discovered by somebody who cares a lot about you and wants to, wants to hear some, some just real deep messages about, ways to be a better version of themselves time stamped in 2022. This is a little time capsule, audio time travel in the next, like in the next like two, three minutes you're speaking directly to your loved ones in
1: the future. What do you say? Two to three minutes. That's so long. I don't speak that much. No. Um, (laughs) What do I say? I say you need to find more respect for yourself That way, you will inherently respect other people. Also, being more open-minded will only ever further your progression as a human, whether it's in your career or in your regular personal life. It will always progress you if you're open-minded about everything and anything. Even if you don't accept or believe that or you don't change your mind about it when you are open-minded, at least when you're open-minded, you will hear something out or see something further Continue to try to find that, follow that little path, and just see where it goes. Um, and I would also tell everybody to uh, be outside more often and respect the world that you live in, because without it, you literally don't have a place to live. And I don't have two to three minutes of things to say. That would be what I would say right there. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> no matter no matter how much minutes you want to use, that that's was, oh, that I, beautiful. I
1: would also, say um, uh, they found this. How far in the future did they find this?
0: Uh, 20 years into the future. Okay,
1: uh, you guys make sure that my car is still doing good and is still in good shape. Um. <laughs>
0: Check in on me. Make sure I got a decent car. Tell me how it's going.
1: Well, I just want my car to be pristine in time from when I die. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's obviously a joke. Um.
0: <laughs> well, man, I, I'm full, I'm fully anticipating being around. Uh, I'm fully anticipating you being around. I say that because like, what if you stumble across this in twenty years? What if mm-hmm. you're the person who loves you that stumbles across this and you want to hear that message that that's you know, that could be just as powerful. When it comes to when it comes to uh, you mentioning respecting yourself, I'll go back to like just a few minutes ago where you talk about how you still make jokes about you being overweight and i get what i get what well, well, you're joking but it could it could in your subconscious mind drink in as disrespect
1: hmm. yeah I, so, I could see that yeah
0: so you know if you know if if it if it helps you to uh to decide you know to to respect yourself a little bit more i i always i'm always gonna i'm always gonna promote being kinder to yourself because you know f- forgiveness is way more important than 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 the than the toxic yuck shit that you carry around of like self-hatred cuz like for sure i'm there sometimes but i have to i have to i have to back up and be like Who am I and what am I promoting if I'm if I'm contradicting that in my actions?
1: Yeah, there's a song by Dean Lewis called Half a Man, and I live by that song because it says and it's more of a romance song, but it could be catered to any other part of your life. It says, uh, how am I supposed to love you if I don't love who I am? And I think that that speaks like light years.
0: I'm, I'm a, I'm a quote RuPaul when she says, how, how you going to look? If you don't love yourself, how the hell you going to love somebody else? Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. RuPaul was in that band. She helped them write that song.
1: Yeah, probably. <laughs> but it's a good message. It's a good message to live by for sure.
0: The, um, the way we wrap it up every week is I'll, I'll, I'll normally what I'll do is I'll say, hypothetically, I've gifted you this show. So from now on, the show is evolving with Taylor. In a, in a very Jerry Springer's final thought type of way, all the, the best takeaways and the advice that would help somebody evolve to a better version of themselves tomorrow than they were today. What would you say?
1: Wrap it up in a little pretty bow: I think we just covered that in the last uh, little segment we did. They're kind of the same well,
0: we we can We can get redundant on it, yeah, I guess, but, uh, but but I'm I think it's more about what the takeaways from from the the full talk have been, mm. let alone yeah. like other than just messages directly to future self and future friends.
1: Well, let me crush your segment and um, say some stuff that I want to get your take and see if you agree with from this conversation. So I feel like from this conversation, you could definitely take away that we both think that, you know, evolving as a person and loving yourself super important and making sure that we care about the people around us are super important, while at the same time, not getting too not getting too attached to things to where they're letting you bringing you down that's kind of what I got out of this conversation as well as a lot of comedy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I think, I think I, I think I've gotten myself like really in the past and uh, got myself real, like wrapped in on one thing and then like, didn't let myself ever like experience anything. Like it's like um, when I was, when I was younger and I, I, I was uh, changing, changing most of my name, my, my real name, my real name is James. Um, so that was my my given name. But uh, when I started being Corey and I started doing that, I mean, it was 20 years ago. But I, when anyone would still call me James after I had already introduced myself as Corey to them. I I would just get really mad and I take it really personal for no reason. And it didn't serve me in any way to get upset about it. It didn't change the fact that those people were still going to call me what they, what they felt to call me. And, uh, it's, sometimes it's like that, you know, it was an identity, you know, it is an identity thing that I was, I was kind of going through there for a moment. Um, isn't serving me to like hang so tightly onto the grip of uh, this is the way I demand, like you can't demand people to do stuff, you know, like and expect them to willingly do it. Like if they respect you, yeah, that that'll, that'll happen. If you're a respectable person, uh, it's, it's more likely, but not guaranteed. Anybody who's guaranteeing you anything is more full of shit than a Christmas turkey.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have to say I completely am on board with what you just said there. So I think that it's a lot of people, and that's what I'll, this is what I'll leave people with. This will be my final message to the people. Um, one thing that I do, and I pride myself in being able to do it so well, is that when I don't understand. Why somebody's like like let's say that somebody that I don't like somebody for for whatever reason it is, I take a look at why don't I like them, and if it's something that's not worth my time focusing on, I feel like it's it it lets me separate that thing that I don't like about that person and actually lets me like that person a little more, maybe even earing on the side of I like you so try to just detach those things that annoy you, those annoyances or those things that make you angry. And then I feel like uh, that's actually changed me. And I think it might change more people to actually want to engage with people. They don't like more often in a better way.
0: Sep- separate the art from the artist. Yep. And, uh, I mean, I, I, I've said that for a long, long time. Uh, when, it, when it comes to like Louie, like I, I was, I was, I was, I was first in line to stand up for Louie and, and be able to separate art from the artist. but it's like, you're, he's got a kink. That's what his kink is. And everyone's shaming him. And it's like, I, I had a, I had a, I had somebody on the show like early on, uh, who, who has like millions of subscribers on YouTube and, uh, and, uh, he was like oh my dad was totally right about that Louis guy what a creep what a weirdo and I was like I wouldn't say that at all that's I mean that's I, I would, I would I was like dude the guy never promised you that he was a saint just because he's into this weird thing doesn't mean we're gonna shame him for being into this thing that we find weird because like he could be into way more weirder things and isn't yeah for sure did, sure. did you see, did you see this special when he was like, yeah, now everybody knows my thing. Obama knows my thing. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs>
0: well, when I had that conversation with the guy, um, then, uh, he, he never, I think that was the biggest disagreement I ever had on the podcast. And then, and then he never, he never shared the episode and nobody listened to it.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. But, I've recently I've had a couple, uh, podcast that we didn't even disagree on the podcast but i think it was just things after the podcast and then it just didn't it didn't get didn't get the love it deserved but
0: it, dude, it's it's tough to it's t- it's tough because like the the big ask is to ask you to spend the the currency of effort on hanging with me and having the conversation with me uh and your time is is huge so for me to go okay now that you've given me all your time now, make sure, please, to share it. And like, who people who are do, doing me a favor by doing my show don't, it, it's, it's like, it's like that's too big of another ask. Like, oh, you've already gotten this much of my time. And, uh, you know, maybe, 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 uh, maybe nine more people would have heard it if you would have shared it.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And those nine people mean everything, especially when you're small.
0: Yeah. You small <laughs> potatoes. Oh yeah. All right. Well, do you do any impressions?
1: I uh, used to do an Australian accent that I don't do anymore.
0: Okay. Well, the way we wrap up the full <laughs> wrap up is I'll ask the the guest to do their best impression and say the the closing words that we use for the show are: be fun, have safe, keep evolving.
1: Be in fun. your best, Im- keep evolving. That's the mm-hmm. my best impression. Uh, in, in your best impression, yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is it have to be impression of a person, or can I do a shitty Australian accent? Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Uh, and mate, be fun, have safe, and what was the last part? <laughs> keep evolving. And keep evolving no up and get out there. I want to say, dude,
0: um, now, now that we're friends, now that we're friends, my, my phone's always on. You ever going through anything, feel like you need a friend or anything like that. Don't hesitate to call me. I'll definitely hold space for you. We got to do this again. Want to make sure uh, if this is your first time checking out evolving with pot with Corey castle or uh, your, your, uh, jump over from, you are the host pod uh, yeah dude just just hit the subscribe button hit the like button comment below just you know just so that so that i know you exist there's like if <laughs> it feels like uh sometimes podcast listeners are like like lurking in the comment like they just oh i just want to read what the comments say or whatever mm-hmm. leave a comment dude that's fine and, and that same thing goes for anybody listening like if if you want to talk to me, if you have any questions for me, I'm always here, dude. I'm not a hard person to get a hold of. I'm Corey Castle on everything, on all the streaming platforms or all the social medias, and uh, subscribe to the YouTube. And uh, make sure make sure you uh you forgive more often than you're you know than than you're holding on to old shit. We waste too many right nows on right nows we'll never get back. Be kinder to yourself. Be kinder to your friends forgive, love, be fun, have safe, keep evolving.